Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Behavior Tea Podcast. Sam and Jeanette. Yes, yes, yes. I'm having my breakfast right now. What are you having Don't for breakfast? Me. What is it? Don't mind me, I said. Oh. Uh, it's the Kodiak Flapjack Power Cup S'mores. Nice. With extra protein because I put a protein shake in there. I'm having my breakfast. Which coffee. is <laughs> coffee. That's not breakfast. I can't eat in the morning. Like not I don't eat till probably midday. Like as soon as I get into my office I'll eat. It's horrible. I know, but I can't I don't I'm not hungry and I know it's because I'm drinking my coffee, but that's just my routine. Rushing, rushing, rushing <laughs> all the time. Bueno. Yeah. So how's everything been? It's been good. Yeah, last week I had a very, very busy week and Friday came. I was I feel like I've just been talking about how drained I am lately, but that's how I've been feeling. And I like I, I think that a lot of people feel like that, but it's been good. It's been good. I had a good active weekend out of the house, which I usually don't leave my house. And this weekend, I was out of the house both days. It's been okay. Getting by. And January is coming to an end. Tomorrow, the, the rats turn one. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow? Tomorrow, it's their birthday. They turn one, my doggies. They're having a party. I want to have a party for them. I'm going to go and get them treats and stuff and celebrate for them. And I'm also, I've been feeling a little down and I realize it's because it's also going to be a year next month since Buddy's left my side to be up in heaven. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, February 13th. Yeah, I remember because I think our second episode or so, we were talking about it. Yeah, it was our second episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do something special on that day? Um, Yeah, I am. I haven't figured out what it is, but I'm definitely going to do something with the rats, too. Mm-hmm. I always tell them, like, you have a brother in heaven. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. How's, so did how's you... it going for you? Uh-huh. Um, I had ambitions to go to the gym this morning, mm-hmm. but I woke up like at two thirty. I couldn't fall back to sleep until like four or four thirty. Wow! Which is when I usually go to the gym. Yeah. So I was like, maybe today I'll just move my body a lot more, walk hardly, mm-hmm. and start out that way. Start out a little slower, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then maybe tomorrow I'll go to the gym. But I did write it all out in my ca- on my calendar. I mm-hmm. wrote out all the days that I'm going to the gym with grace, obviously, like not trying to make myself feel guilty or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think I'll be able to do more walks at least. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say something and I forgot. I don't remember. But <laughs> hopefully I go to the gym tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the rest of this week, and get out of the house and 
get some work in. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So my brother works for like a junk removal company, which if you guys need a junk removal, hit him, hit him up. Fox junk removal plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, at one point, like he did junk removal at some house and they gave him like one of those walking pad treadmills. Oh, nice. <clears throat> But it doesn't have a remote. So I tried looking on their website and it's like, it's hasn't been in stock for months, like at oh. all. And I was like, it seems like the company went out of business or something. Uh-huh. Uh, like maybe it was a good thing for COVID. And then they just were like, no, nah, there's no more demand for it pretty much. <clears throat> so I bought a, a universal treadmill remote on amazon and we're like let's just see if it works and because my mom just got a they know those rising desks yeah she's got one of those so she wants it for like under her desk because she's starting to work from home Mm -hmm. and it came the remote came last night and it was not working so hoping hoping that it works at some point we figure it out at some point but yeah even though we have the big ginormous treadmill (laughs) Mm -hmm. no but it would be good for um her to have it for her desk yeah oh it's you i just you guys this morning i woke up sneezing up the storm oh yeah you woke up with allergies and i'm like my hands are itching now i'm like what is going on (laughs) me be nice to me new week (laughs) yeah no i was just like i'm just breaking down you guys <laughs> 39th not doing good for me <laughs> um so have you been able to watch love on the spectrum the second season no i saw season one with my sister i mm-hmm. mean not season one i'm sorry episode, episode one like mm-hmm. halfway through it and then i had to go but yeah, my sister had never seen the show. She's like, what are you watching? And then she was really? Yeah. What? I'm like, what make you've never seen this show? What did she think? She was a little like, um, what's the, the new guy's name? Which one? Um, the one that has the sister that was taking him, like he was gonna go, I think, on speed dating. Uh Connor? Connor. Um mm-hmm. he's he said a comment like, Oh, you know what it's like what is it like to I think it was him that said it that he said, or was it the other guy with the curly hair that he was worried about not losing his hair? One of them said like James Oh what is that was James uh-huh. I think. What is it like or I don't remember what the question said was um in Teldof, but he said autism is like being lonely. Mm-hmm. One of them said it. I forgot who said it. And so my sister was like, oh, I can't watch this because it made her think, like, is that what, um, you know, my nephew feels like inside? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, it's not hard, but <clears throat> it's hard to not really discuss it because you've seen season one, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so the things that I've been seeing like on TikTok and stuff are somewhat what I felt while watching it 
at t- mm. at certain points, not mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Obviously, we've had an entire episode about infantilizing people yes. with autism, right? And I cannot lie, when I watch it, I do like get like, oh my gosh, like this is so wholesome, like it's pure, it's it's so nice to see like people being genuine and honest with each other and like it's like for the first time they're feeling these feelings right mm-hmm. and so but i can but i also feel like at, there are times when i watch it and like i don't know if it's the way that it's edited where it does make me feel like okay are you guys trying to make fun or like mm-hmm. it's i don't know how to explain it like it's what would be like an incident on there that so you you could describe like, like... just the way that it's edited in certain points mm-hmm. where that <clears throat> like just like the music that they pay they play in the background like it's like a silly song or like very kitty music mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and like it, it there are certain instances where I feel a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. watching um certain parts just certain parts not like the whole thing because i do think it's an important show and i think it's important for everybody to know and learn Mm -hmm. and see that like just be aware and be educated on how to i don't know just like just to watch and it literally like it's just such a good show that just warms my heart to see that Mm -hmm. um that they're finding love and they're finding matches and and it and in that same token like it does it's kind of like oh man like when they when they don't match with somebody or they or they don't vibe with somebody <clears throat> in that sense mm-hmm. but yeah so i've seen both sides where like people are like oh yeah i love it like it's so cute but then i've seen i've also seen people being like I don't know, I guess because it's such a sensitive topic yeah. that it's like you don't know, like you don't want to come off as insensitive mm-hmm. when watching it. I guess if your intentions are right watching it, I guess. I don't know if I'm making sense. But I've just also seen the other side where people are like, is it just me or does this feel a little uncomfortable sometimes watching at certain points? Mm-hmm. Like where they kind of treat them like babyish. Mm. I would have to watch the whole season to have an input in it, but I kind of think. I mean, there are some things that you know you think you would want to say, but then you don't want to, like you said, come mm-hmm. off as being you know not sensitive. And but I think that you know we mit or not misjudge. That's not the word I'm looking for, but. A lot of parents with kids that, you know, have autism or are autistic, I think a lot of them are very realistic about things. And they could, you know, even them themselves would feel some type of way and speak on it when watching shows like this. Mm-hmm. But like the these parents, because I also think about like, obviously they're all adults mm-hmm. and they like how they feel watching this back like would they be okay watching this back yeah and feeling like oh yes you portrayed my story well mm-hmm. or would they well feel i mean like, wait a minute like why are you showing me like that yeah i was gonna say from you know a person who's addicted to reality tv 
I would have to say that I feel like anyone and everyone that's ever been on a reality show at some point feel like they've been misrepresented. What is it? Represented. Mm-hmm. Miss, how do you say it again? Represented. Is it misrepresented or just represented? Mm-hmm. Misrepresented. Misrepresented or edited in a way that they're not happy with. It shows them in a different light. Right. But I'm saying like with such a like a sensitive group or mm-hmm. like I would feel like I would want them to be part of the editing process rather than, oh, I'm going to edit it the way that I want it edited. Yeah. And I want it portrayed to the audience. Mm hmm. You know, yeah, very true. I mean, I guess because us working with this demographic, it's like protect my children at all costs, yeah, type of thing. Like, yeah. I just yeah. like it would break my heart if they watch it back and are just like, why would they show me like that? Yeah, yeah, you like, have a great point there because it's gonna have a different impact on them than anybody else. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it yeah, you're right. Like they should be the ones to uh, be involved in editing because we want to make sure that we have we get the information that's correct. Yeah. Because how do people in the editing team know, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's so. what people in some of the comments were saying. Were like, I just wish like the producers and directors and everybody were were autistic or they had autistic input and whatnot. Yeah, or have someone that's autistic that's a professional because we have plenty of you know people like that. So it's like mm-hmm. get them on the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I feel like there it's you hard. go thinking outside the box because <laughs> the normal mind wouldn't think like that. But you say there's a lot. I haven't had time to like look on social media and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, I know. just feel like it's hard because it's still such a brand new, like, we're, us as a society, we're barely coming up to par with, like, welcoming people with disabilities and mm-hmm. being kind to people. And I was just, and it, it's just, like, we're, nobody's educated on how to talk about it in, in a respectful manner, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. And in one of them, I felt so bad because the guy that I said that was like a ray of sunshine mm-hmm. in it, I don't know if you saw him yet, but the first girl he goes on a date with, I think that's the only girl he goes on a date with, actually. And she has Down syndrome, but she, um, but you can tell like she's very nervous and she's crying, but she's very Aww. quiet the whole time on the date. And he's talking a lot because he's, he's very outgoing and he, he talks a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so bad, and I was like, oh. like she, you could tell, like she's nervous, and she's like she doesn't know what to do because it was her first date, and yeah. she was just like, I, like she would answer her his questions and stuff, and she felt a little overwhelmed. And then it's like in those cases, like, what do you do? Because you could see that he couldn't, he he wasn't catching on to the social cues that she was crying, and like to ask about why is she crying and mm-hmm. what she's feeling and stuff. And I feel, I just feel like in that case, the production should like step in and like kind of facilitate. Yeah. Have someone, a professional. Yeah. There. Because yeah. yeah, like I get it. They, yeah, like they should be more independent, but I think those are things that aren't thought about 
because yes, they have like a dating coach and stuff and, but there's, I guess there's just a few things that go missing when they're talking or coaching them. And that's your professional brain going, running. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so then I was, I also saw another video where it was a stitch, like some girl was talking about how, um, because there's different levels to autism, right? There's level one, level two, and level three, <clears throat> which is like level one is uh, no support or very little support. And then mid- the second level, they need uh, substantial support. And then on the third, they need very substantial support. So I guess this girl was going on a rant that she herself was autistic, but she was level one. Mm-hmm. And she was complaining that Love on the Spectrum doesn't have level one um, people with autism. And, now, and that they don't show people like her. And I was just confused because I was like, are we watching the same show? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them don't require substantial support. Like, yeah. even in the first season... I don't know if it was the first season or the UK season, but even in the first season, Kaylin, she she was level one and she um now advocates for all people with autism. So mm-hmm. so somebody stitched that video and was like going off on that person, like, what are you talking about? Like just I mean, it's good to see people with autism on a more severe level too, mm-hmm. because they require they they deserve representation too yeah in the like and and then that's what they said too like kaylin was in the first season and she was level one and now she's spending her time advocating like you should do the same like mm-hmm. advocate for all all people on the spectrum yeah. you know yeah agreed like that's i'm just so happy that there's finally representation mm-hmm. for people with autism on the on Netflix and and now Down syndrome as well, right? Yeah, I did figure out that it did feel like more seasons of Love on the Spectrum, but it was just that it was Love on the Spectrum UK or Australia. Mm. I was so confused. I'm like, wait, Australia was the one with Michael. Michael was my favorite from that uh-huh. that edition or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> That was what else I saw. And then I recently saw Kaylin on my For You page, too, and she was saying that they didn't call her back for season two, but she was like, that's okay. Like, I'm still doing my thing and going to advocate for people on the spectrum. Wow. I wonder why they they didn't call her back. (laughs) I don't know. Well, let's see of love on the spectrum let's talk about it initially they asked if i would be willing to participate in a season two and i said yes but months later they said they weren't coming back to this part of the country to film and so it just wouldn't work out i was bummed but i understood that is until the production crew invited me to dinner in my hometown because they were filming here naturally i was confused so i went they said they felt as though my story had already been told and that i've been able to use my social media to continue telling my own story which is true but here's what i think my preferences for dating a neurotypical man were not in alignment with the matches they were trying to create for everyone. 
In other words, my preference made finding potential matches more difficult for them and less exciting for viewers. Also, since I'm so language-abled, I don't struggle with communication. People don't look at me and immediately recognize that I'm autistic. I think all those things were a factor in that decision, and I get it. Would I have liked another shot? Sure, but I'm thankful for the opportunity I had on season one because of all the doors that opened for me, even if none of those doors had a boyfriend behind them. I didn't get picked to be on the next season. I think that's that's where my brain was going when you said this girl that's has autist that is autistic was saying that level one was not being represented. So she mm -hmm. probably feels like Caitlin that, you know, she's has you know, um she doesn't have struggles with communication as much as or picking picking up on those cues because remember Back when I first started in the started in the field, I didn't know that you know the the levels of autism. Like I, in my mind, since I've worked well, that's with new, that's yeah. new now because it used to be like high functioning, uh, low functioning, yeah, or just no severe, mild, yeah. moderate. I think it and started then, so, as high functioning and stuff, and then it went to moderate, mild, mm -hmm. severe, and now it's yeah. a level. So it's had yeah. its stages while you've been in the field because you've been in it for so long. So yes. I think you're so not to talk like, for, uh, for, you know, like for me, it's like this whole new level one, which I could probably say they should be a, a level before level one. It's so new that like, we want to see more of that as well. Like she said, you know, like she, she doesn't fit what they're looking for but mm -hmm. that what she represents or not i don't know if i'm using the right word but you know we want to see more of that too i want to see more of everything but like okay she it's more like uh you don't fit this the the what we have going because you're too independent you're too you know mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people out there like that mm -hmm. who didn't get diagnosed till later in life because uh, it didn't fit the umbrella. So I think that's where, which the this girl that you say she's talking about, where you're like, are we looking at the same show? That's what she means. But that's that's not the girl that I was. No, talking I about. know that's not yeah. that's Caitlin. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying the girl. Oh no! So prior, this. Okay, I found it. Person for the show. They do not include folks like, I am so fucking tired of this with level one autistics across the internet. Oh, they are picking a young kind of autistic like me. Yeah, yeah, no. They're putting the people who were originally in their community on the show. The people who are most at risk. The people with level two, probably level, sometimes maybe level three autism. And guess what? They do have people with level one autism on the show that are just like you and just like me. The chick with the red hair that's literally a coach, dating coach, she's on the show. Kaylin is on the show also. And guess what? She spent half her time on this app doing, advocating for pe other people on level on the spectrum or like that, that she works with in her job. Because those people are highly at risk, highly vulnerable, and you want to be centered more. Oh, no. Your experience is so important. Yeah. Your experience where you have low support needs, your experience where you are least at risk, your experience where people walk up and they, oh no, they don't see my autism. Guess what? You're at risk, much higher risk if people can see your autism. If you can mask like you and I can mask, you have less risk. You are not as vulnerable. I am so unbelievably fucking tired 
of this stupid level one autistic community wanted to walk over and center themselves. You're saying it's infantilizing the music? I don't even know what you're talking about. I genuinely don't know. It's like, oh, yeah, they introduce people in a certain way. That show has only been helpful to me. The fact that you can't see yourself in higher care needs autistics is actually inherently fucking weird to me. Because when I watched that show, when I thought I was autistic, but before I was formally diagnosed, I was like, you know what? This is incredibly helpful. I relate to these people. And now that I am formally diagnosed, it continues to be interesting. It continues to be helpful. So I don't know what kind of music you want over. I don't know. What do you want? Like heavy metal? You know, like all of these people you see with their parents who are almost always very cool. I think all the parents on there honestly are cool. But you, you want to be centered yourself. Okay. I'm so, I, I can't, I'm so fucking tired of this community. I'm so tired. You guys have got to look in the fucking mirror for a second and see that maybe, maybe just maybe it's important to take care of the people in our community who are in fact perceived as different, who are in fact high care needs, who do in fact need help. I'm so tired. Pick a very specific type of Oh, she was passionate about that. Yeah, and I can see both sides. Yeah, definitely seeing both sides because I could definitely see both sides too. But I can also like it's also kind of like oh hold your horses a little bit because we've again like I said, like we finally got a show about people with autism. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's coming in the works, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe this is this is a start. Like it's a brand new start. So yeah. we can't just like hit the ground running and go. Yeah. Let's take time. Yeah. And you know, someone's always always gonna feel some type of way, mm-hmm. no matter which way the show goes. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Like I said, for me. I've been working with level threes for so long that level ones, and like I said, I think this should be something before level one. <laughs> like that's where I'm just so intrigued because I never realized, you know, that there was a whole community like that. And so now for me, just seeing that it amazes me and I want to learn more and I want to know more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I want, you know, just to be able to just have someone tell me what they're feeling inside. And I'm pretty sure there's people, a lot of people like me that feel the same way. Yeah. No. So, but we are on the right path when, you know, we're seeing that there is more out there to teach us. That's what we've been asking for. I can't wait to see more families, to meet more families on Love Love on the Spectrum. And let's keep this show going. Mm Mm-hmm. For many seasons. Mm-hmm. Police. Yeah. And just different backgrounds. Let's see different backgrounds. Yeah. But I agree. Like, all the parents on there are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty supportive. And yeah. For the most part. But, yeah. I could go on about Love and Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is our 52nd episode. Wow. Which makes it a year of spilling the behavior tea. That's wild. Isn't it? Yeah. But we came out last year, we came out with it on February 9th. And it's only when this goes up, it's going to be what, February 1st? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Wait, I'm 30th. on the wrong one. 
Yeah, the first. February 1st, which is weird, but okay. <laughs> and then on the 8th, we have another one before the 9th. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but a year. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to us. This is wild. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we still haven't gotten through our list of topics. We just always have other stuff to talk about. That's crazy. I can't believe it's been a year. Mm-hmm. You guys have sure been through a lot with us. <laughs> a lot in a year. Okay, so I also had this other TikTok video. Mm-hmm. And it may piss you off like it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? Oof. Yes. Okay. This daughter has severe autism, and one of her favorite places is Sam's Clubs. And I can't even lie, my favorite place to go is Sam's Club. Baby, I love to buy in bulk. We went and got our pizza. We were having a good-ass time, but she spotted the pools. And Audrey doesn't quite understand that we cannot buy a $1,500 above-ground pool. We have a slanted-ass backyard. It's not going to work. So anyways, my oldest daughter was wanting some items, and so we went to the register. Now, was she having a fit? Yes. Was it, you know, one of those moments where people are going to stare at us? Yes, of course it was. So I said, Alex, will you just take the buggy and go a little bit farther away? I'll buy these items for you real quick, and we'll go. A best friend who was with me was like, I'm going to get another buggy because I want to keep shopping. And I was like, go for it. We just gotta leave like it is do or die right now i'm waiting in line and this lady looks at my child looks at me looks at my child looks at me and i'm like i'm so sorry you know she has autism i know i probably shouldn't have apologized for her disability but i did because i felt awkward and she just looked me up and down didn't say anything so i'm just standing there like come on hurry up hurry up you know i'm getting anxious and then she looks me dead in the eyes and goes i would beat the autism out of your child if she acts now at this point at the register are just taken a fucking back i mean she's like and i'm like and i don't know what i said you know when you you get so mad you black out i don't know what i said but when my friend came back from getting that buggy she knew something had happened she didn't know what it was but she was like what went on and so i don't know what i said i guess i told her what happened or maybe what i said and my best friend being the bitch i like was like what she looked like what was she wearing she went out in the parking lot to try to find her the lady at the register was like i'm so sorry that lady was so rude she was like why would she ever say that my nephew has autism too and like we went on a conversation about how people are rude to people with disabilities for absolutely no reason my oldest daughter after the fact got in the car and was like why would that lady want to hurt my sister for a disability that she didn't choose to be born with and i had to make it a lesson and be like look people are rude people are hateful to people with disabilities they don't like seeing them out and it's sad and that's why i refuse to ever make your sister stay at home because of people like her now did her comment could have caught her some hands yes should she had caught a hand i would have gladly had a mugshot but it didn't happen that way moral of the story is be nice to people because you never know who you're gonna piss off that has a friend like me who will track you down in the parking lot and try to throw hands with your 65 year old ass she says um it's usually don't take this the wrong way people out there but it's usually older people that are so rude and we've experienced it and it it's usually the older people and i always say you're done right you're done having kids your kids are gonna have kids your kids kids are gonna have kids you just never know what's gonna come your way mm-hmm. but it's this mentality they have that i feel like it's because the older generation 
their idea of getting through things was sweeping things under the rug mm-hmm. and quieting kids by hitting them. Excuse me, whatever. Like those yeah. You know, and so that's why they resort to I would beat the autism out of which my reaction was exactly yours. Like I was like, what is this? And I was listening to it and when she said that I was my jaw dropped and I was like, mm-hmm. oh hell no. Yeah. And you know what? At this point, I think we've experienced it so much that it doesn't surprise me anymore. And my reaction at the moment is like fucking bitch. But that anger doesn't stay there long because I'm just like, you are such a miserable person in your life. And if you're saying things like this about someone that has a disability, you people are, that are around you must not like you. It makes me think that, I mean, to me, it always makes me resort to them being overstimulated mm-hmm. by a baby crying. Because I can see the difference in when I am dealing with anybody crying because mm-hmm. I'm able to be calm and be, okay, cool, versus, like, an older person being around a baby crying. Yeah. Like, you can see the anxiousness build up and where, like, they just want them to be quiet. Mm-hmm. I will give you your baby back if your baby's crying. Mm-mm. But I think, like, but I think working with kids has, like, sensitized, like, desensitized me to, like, kids crying or babies crying and just... I've learned to zone it out and recognize it as they're not hurt. Mm -hmm. There's a certain cry if they're hurt or something Mm -hmm. is very wrong. Sometimes they just cry. And we've all all been conditioned to think that crying is bad. Yeah. Never cry. And that, oh, you're crying, oh, something's wrong. Like, something's terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, not always. Like, I get... I start crying the second I get a little bit frustrated. Like, and then I hate when people point it out. Like, it's not, that's not what it always means. And I've, and I think that's what, what enables me to give kids grace is because I think of how, what makes me cry. And Mm -hmm. it's not always that I'm hurt or I'm pit. Like, it's not always something bad, you know, and it can be, just like a reaction of an emotion and it's okay to cry it's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. i would you know what i would have done i would have recorded her asking that the internet take care of her (laughs) because the internet is a cruel place (laughs) yeah but to get it like to get her saying it would probably be another story I would have but, been like, what did you say? Repeat what you just said. Do you know what this lady just said? Mm-hmm. Get her. <laughs> what evil? There, you know, the reality is it's evil people out there. It's just nuts evil. that people have the nerve to say that. Mm-hmm. But it's still happening. And this is why we need shows like Love on the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's happening a lot. And it's sometimes like... Because I just think, like, okay, she's a 65-year-old. Like, do you have grandkids? Like, what if one of your grandkids ended up being autistic? Would you say that? That's what I'm saying. Like, when people act like that, and it's usually the older generation, um, 
you know, they probably feel safe to be judging people because they probably feel like, well, I'm done having my kids. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't have someone autistic, you know, in their currently family. in their family, but your kids are having kids, your kids' kids are having kids, you know, and the rate the, you know, autism is kids with being autistic are born. It's, you know, it's bound to happen somewhere along the line. And that in turn reminds me of a quote that I saw a long time ago, which is like when you when you make the decision to have sex and have a child, mm-hmm. you sign up, you sign up for a gay kid, a kid with a disability, a kid with a trans kid. You sign up for all mm-hmm. these things. Yep. You don't get to choose. So you better mm-hmm. be ready. Like yeah with an open mind with as much learning as much research as you can do yep and a you know a true mama is gonna be mama bear no matter what mm-hmm. that's just how it is yep i don't know that was crazy that is crazy but it it happens a lot you guys a lot and sometimes it, the person doesn't even have to say any verb, anything verbally. You just know. You feel the energy. You see their face. You 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 feel exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I tell my baby, you say it loud. <laughs> you make all that noise louder. Mm-hmm. It's music to my ears. Um, man, I didn't save it. There was a, another video that I wanted to end this episode on. Mm-hmm. It was a little lighthearted. It was like these, this, because, you know, I don't know if you've seen those those trends right now where they're like, we're this, of course we're going to. Yeah. And it was like, we're autism moms. Of course, like I ordered, I made two different meals or whatever, like <laughs> that type of. I've seen a couple of those for autistic moms. Yeah. I've seen those are so cute. I've seen the one where she's like, of course I forgot the pizza in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I saw dad say, of course my freezer is packed with uh, nuggets. (laughs) Chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Damien's would be uh, cheeseburgers. (laughs) He loves cheeseburgers. Really? Yeah, double cheeseburgers, double patty cheeseburgers. Of course, we have to take the same exact route home from therapy and from school every day. Duh. We're autism parents. Sleep? I don't know what that is. We're autism parents. I'm sorry I can't figure out what that finger is pointing at. There's 47 things inside of the cabinet. We're autism parents. Of course, we're going to Our kid doesn't care about that. Of course, I read the same three books more times than I can count and in a specific order. We're autism parents. Of course we listen to the same sound over and over again all day. We're autism parents. Of course we have to take the same exact route home. We're autism parents. Of course we've wondered which one of us might be neurospicy since the diagnosis. We're autism parents. Of course we don't get mad when our kid says a bad word. A word is a word. We're autism parents. (laughs) And eat our kid's special interest. The very hungry caterpillar. We're autism parents. Of course we turn into Olympic sprinters when our kid elopes. Yeah. <laughs> of course we have to 
course, we're prepared to do our kids' favorite activity infinitely until the end of time. Bronx isn't parents. Of course we're going to get our kid a cake pop every time we go to Target or Starbucks. We're autism parents. Of course, we wouldn't have it any other way. We're Aww. autism. We're autism. Was it this one? I'm an awesome yeah. mom. Of course my child covers his ears when I speak. Hell, I don't want to hear me either. <laughs> I'm an autism mom. Of course that's my child making noise in the background. You don't care that I'm on a team call. Mm-hmm. Of course my child eats chicken and eats french fries every day. They're gluten-free and organic, though. I'm an autism mom. Of course I waste tons of money on supplements that other people suggest, only for my child not to eat them because he hates the way they taste. Yeah. I'm an autism mom. So of course my child covers yeah. his ears when I speak. Hell, I won't But yeah, those are those. I'm an autism auntie. Of course I'm going to spoil my baby rotten. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. But all right, guys, that's all we have for today. That went by quick. Well, you need to get on Love on the Spectrum. Yes, I'm going to have to. I'm like refused to sign up to um, Netflix again, but I guess I'm going to. No, you know what? (laughs) I don't know. I'll figure it out. And you have to get caught up on the Gypsy Rose stuff because we still have a shit ton to talk about that. It's like never ending on her. Mm-hmm. Never ending. Things just keep unraveling. And Crazy. I feel like for that, even though they're not characters, I just feel like we have to go through each person that's involved in that case. Yeah. Ew, look at this. Where's all my growth? Anyways, that's all we have for today, guys. Tune in every, I mean, catch, wait, tune in every Thursday, catch up on all our episodes. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.